from she's the man um, oh my god <laughs> never mind never mind i've seen that movie like 20 million times because i didn't have a real tv anytime yep. you're welcome I'm like yep. welcome 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 to Elyria. welcome 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 yeah, we kind of tag team it a little bit because, uh, you know, life is busy. How have you been this week? Good. Good. <laughs> stress. <laughs> Same. Just stress. You know, it's that time of year. Uh, it's getting to be Just a lot's going on, you know, just a lot. But Lots um, of Friendsgivings we're all juggling. Yeah, Friendsgivings, Thanksgiving, travel, family, friends. The pod. podcast, work, <laughs> all, all of the things. Like, it's I, I honestly I don't really know how I do it all. Like I, no I one, either. I left to come over here and he was like going to sleep and I was like, have a nice rest. Must be nice. <laughs> I just got done studying for something that I'm not going to announce um, on the podcast, but something exciting, something exciting. And then I was like, fuck, now I gotta, now I gotta go record a podcast. <laughs> it's like ten thirty. <laughs> Uh, but I love it, so it's it's all good. I love being How, a podcaster. It's so fun. How's your week, Soph? Uh, well, as you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays are my busiest days, and my brain... Okay, I forgot what it feels like to be physically exhausted because your brain has been working nonstop yeah. throughout the day. Because I have a break in between my bio and my lab, which is from 12.30 to 2. But I go to the library, and I do my psych stuff, my online shit, my... yeah whatever. And then I walk my ass back to lab and then I have lab for two and a half fucking hours and I've only got an hour break. And then I have that three hour fucking math class, which you know, I despise, but that's all that fit in my schedule. So math, I'd be math. And when I get really discouraged, okay. Like today I'm, I'm, I'm slacking lately. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I had to block out Sophie's dog. (laughs) Gabby hates my furry dogs. I love them. They just have a lot of hair. From a distance, she loves them. And I just, I can't. Uh, can't She has a dog that has hair. She doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah, well, so Gigi has hair. But did I say hair? Did I say she has hair? You said she doesn't have hair. She's not hairless. Sorry, she has hair, so you (laughs) don't have to worry about fur. You just gotta get her cut. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Anytime I feel discouraged, I look at nursing contracts and. Yeah. You're like, this is what I'm doing it for. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Do I want to make $70,000 in three months? Yes. Let's just, let's push through this. We just, just getting through it. Just get through this. We've been through everything we've been through. Like you know? today I almost skipped my math. 
Sophie. I know. I would have just so fucking late and it's so fucking long. It's so fucking long. And even when my friend Sam was like, you paid for it. And I was like, it's three hours long though, dude. Then I go on Indeed. What math is it? It's just like, just college algebra. Okay. But I didn't take that when I was a business major because I took business specific classes because I'm a dumbass. Yeah. Yes. So all of like my English... Yeah. And if I ever have to take like accounting or statistics, I don't have to do that, I guess. But I don't know if I have to take that with nursing. Uh, I guess I'll know. find out. I don't know. I have no idea. So, yeah. I did not do nursing. So, yeah, we're about to find out. <laughs> oh, my God. Go on, Sophie Kate. just threw a bone and Stella's just She's staring at me like, okay, everybody who has a husky will understand they're not fetchers, but like, fucking go get, go on, get Go on, get go get that fucking bone. You want the cookie? You see the cookie? Smell it, smell it. Take it, bitch. Go. Oh my god. Jesus go. Christ. There we go. Oh. Okay, Captain is my special boy, but oh my good lord. For fuck's she's sake. She's a special girl. Yeah, she's a special <laughs> girl. Holy fuck. All right. So well, this week. Yeah, what do we got? What do we got? What Let's is it? What is it? Talk mysteries, guys. <gasps> Yay. Sophie's choice this week is the amazing and supposedly very haunted Larnick Castle of New Zealand. Ooh, I want to go to New Zealand. That's literally what I put next. I was like, New Zealand has been on my bucket list for forever. And then when researching this, I was like, holy fucking shit, you guys. I'm a fucking bobo because. I had no idea where it was. Oh my God. Where did you think it was? I thought it was like a cold place, like up by Iceland and shit. But the reason, uh, let me tell you, when I was doing this research on their (laughs) nat, wait, where do you think it is? New Zealand is next to Australia. What the fuck? Okay. But yeah, on their national website, they even make a joke and like have a picture of where they're supposed to be with a big red arrow that says, where is it? On their own website. So I thought that was really funny, but I was like, why the fuck is it not? So every time I pass the student center, and it has the big world map on the wall. I'm yeah. just like, where's New Zealand? Like, I can't, Wait, I can't not look at it now. That's it. And it That's bothers crazy. me. Yes. So, yeah, I'm a freaking Bobo, which you guys already knew. But <laughs> to the level that I didn't know where this beautiful country even was. Yeah, I really thought it was someplace like up by Iceland or something. I don't fucking know why. One time, back during COVID... <laughs> This is hilarious. I'm, I love that I, we can look back on that horrible yeah, time now. One time, I mean, COVID still is here, obviously. Right. But during the height of COVID, 2020, pre-dating Nolan, um, <laughs> uh, Tinder oh, had I forgot about that. the passport feature for free, where what? you could like you could like put yourself anywhere in the world for free for like because COVID, like nobody could travel, nobody could do anything. So like, I. This is so funny. I literally was like, I want to go to New Zealand. Yeah, and I put myself in New Zealand and I was like, talk, just talking to like people from all over the world just for fun. That is like, tell me about your country. Cool. I just, and they're like, who is this bitch? Like, uh, you know, but cause I was like, um, let me travel. Virtually. I just want to know about your country and your culture. I don't really care about you. Um, I swiped right. right because you're from somewhere not in America. Exactly. <laughs> This was just for me to do research for when I could travel again. Um, we should go to New Zealand. Yeah, I really would like to go to New Zealand. Shout out if we matched before um, on Tinder, if you're out there listening. I'm trying to <laughs> laugh less because my laugh is really loud when I edit the audio. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, New Zealand's great. Would love to go there. It's beautiful. Also, Narnia was uh, filmed Based- there. Um, yeah. Like, so many, so many amazing 
TV shows and movies were, were filmed in New Zealand. Gorgeous. So it's fucking that's beautiful. my little two cents. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Let's. That'll be our girl trip. Gab and I have been wanting to plan a girl trip for fucking ever. Yep. All right. I'll be more wise and responsible with next semester's tuition when it rolls in, and then I'll save some. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but Is I'm it not really a- like super tropical. It's like partially tropical, so it's down low. Like, I just didn't expect it to be a hot place. Like, look at you know. There's Indonesia up there. Yep. And New Zealand's down there. Yep, sorry. It's actually really close to Antarctica. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when I was researching it, it describes it as like a really tropical place. Why I mean, is yeah, that? It still, can, oh. it still can be tropic, like near the water. Interesting. Like like along the sea level. But they also have like mountains. No, I know they have mountains, and, like, but... snow. Yeah. <laughs> well, so does Australia, and that's really close yeah. to the equator. Remember yeah. from our um Australia is Catherine Knight episode. Australia goes right through the Tropic of Capricorn. So it's like right below the equator. Well yeah. But there's Indonesia they're out goes like through. Through, yes, yeah. yes. But remember from our Catherine Knight episode, they get their Alps get more snow than the Swiss Alps, which I was really shocked by because they are so close to the yeah. equator. I thought that was crazy. Just geography things, you know. Geography. I'm not good at it. That's what I have Gabby for. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sort of. Okay, so yeah, I did want to throw in there. I'm not a complete moron because fun fact, it is almost always forgotten on the clubs and maps, which we talked about already. But what's what's up with that? New Zealand race some hell. With any international case, I will always do a little snapshot of the country to pay homage to where our story is about to take place in. Located in the Southwest Pacific Ocean, New Zealand is approximately 1,200 miles or... 1,931 kilometers from the coast of Australia and 600-ish miles or 965 kilometers southeast of Fiji's major islands. So New Zealand was originally called, I'm going to butcher this, Aotearoa. Yes. Sure. According to a Kai Wakalu Mokidu article, they were founded by Southwest Polynesians, similar to Hawaiians to us today who have said to have migrated into vast uninhabited islands via canoes. These indigenous people were called the Maori people. And only 17% of the population is still Maori today. Although that's not as much as I hoped that percentage would be higher if, you know, Europeans hadn't come in and cultivated it and declared it as their own and such as they do. This is uh, a trend. Yes, it is um, a, tr- as a trend that, happens. that Europeans like to do. But Hawaiian, present-day Hawaiians and descendants of the Maori people acknowledge their sense of closeness and mutual culture affinity because they are so similar. Their official languages are English and Maori because, as always, oh, I already said that, Europeans have to come in and fuck shit up and try to claim other people in places as their own. Just repeat it. (laughs) Really want to (laughs) reiterate. Namely the UK. Although it was one of the last places to be discovered, aka taken over, by Europeans. (laughs) (laughs) They have councils instead of states, is what we know here in the U.S. And they're one of the first countries to be 100% solar-powered, Gav. Yeah, they have a woman prime minister, and she fucking rocks because she's a woman. Well, yeah, that (laughs) and they killed it during. Okay, probably not the best use of words. Um, they did great during COVID because (laughs) (laughs) they like basically blocked the country off from everybody coming in and leaving like wow they, and everybody like listened and followed the rules and then how funny they, like, would it... didn't have covid like 
like for a Holy while. Shit. How funny would it have been if she was like, okay, all the locals get your mirrors and anybody that comes close just fucking <laughs> shine it in their eyes like, a, get away. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that's oh fucking, that's smart though. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I remember hearing that during, during COVID. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. I think most people think of Japan when they think of the high, the place that has the highest life expectancy, but New Zealand actually has one of the highest life expectancies. So men live to be around 82 and women live to be an average of 78. Dang. And of course, it's absolutely gorgeous. Jumping into the mystery, according to a Bond University article by James H. Farrer. Can I help you? You're intensely staring at me. I feel your eyes. That's, that's really scary. Look at her. I don't know what her deal is. She's like, I want another cookie. William Larnick was born in New South Wales, Australia, to Scottish parents, John and Emily Larnick, on January 27th, 1833. And according to an F.R.J. Sinclair 1993 research in the Dictionary of New Zealand Biography, William had brief experience of gold digging. Legit, not marrying rich bitches for money. I like, was legit. literally just going to ask to yes. clarify that <laughs> yeah. statement. Because when I first read that, I was like, oh, that's nice. That's a switch. I'm saying she gold digger. <laughs> and farming before he entered the field of banking around 1850. His banking career was fostered by his uncle Donald Larnick, who was director and London manager of the Bank of South Wales. Hoity-toity, I put. Oh, wow. Who Keep it in the fam, yep. know, right? He who provided his nephew with valuable intros to Britain's elite finance circles. It's even noted William had a close friendship with W.J.T. Clark of Melbourne, Australia, who was said to be the richest man in all of Australia at that time. That was my fancy voice. Sorry. You gotta say it in Australian accent. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't. That's why I didn't attempt. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna insult them. I thought I did pretty good right there. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Like, it's like sort of British, but like not. The dialect's just like. The only Australians I've ever seen or talked to was when my mother and I went to Bali and they were very like, surf's up, mate. Like, very, <laughs> you guys sisters or what? <laughs> like, oh, what? Yeah, that was very, uh, that's my only experience with Australians. I, no, I, I, uh, I watched a lot of uh, Steve Irwin growing up, Crocodile Hunter. <laughs> crikey. So, crikey. <laughs> I did not. So maybe so, that's. I know we're, that, I know we're talking about Australia and New Zealand is not Australia, but. Yep. You mentioned Australia. So yes, I had yes, to. yes. I had to. This guy comes from Australia, so, and we have no Australian listeners, so they won't let us know. Yeah, how hopefully, wrong we hopefully are. Hopefully, it reaches them. That'd be cool. Oh. On June twenty first, eighteen fifty nine, our boy William married Eliza Jane, guys. Which didn't the Thornberries? Yeah, I was like, okay, Eliza. Was like, wasn't her name Eliza? <laughs> yes. And they were also from the outback, or lived in the outback, or something, or no? I could be uh, wrong. They did, yeah. That's so funny. Pretty sure. When I wrote that, I was like, Eliza Jane Thornberry. <laughs> but I put guys, because it's her actual last name. A daughter of a prosperous squatter. Legit. I tried really hard to find more information on Miss Eliza and her apparent successful squatter father because I want to know, I want more information. How does one find success in a squatter field? How is prosperous a word associated with wealth? Being well known to your wealth to, you know, Usually it's due to you be doing X, Y, Z, but if you're a prosperous squatter, you're illegally living in other people's homes and you're rich from that. I want to, I just want more information. How do I, how does one become a wealthy squatter? <laughs> I just thought that was weird. I mean, that's kind of like what I am trying to do. 
is he just like really good at hiding in other people's homes and is apparently making money? I think from he it? might just be like living with other people and doesn't own any homes and then just like but saves he's all his money. Oh, because he's not paying for a mortgage. See, I was thinking he was stealing from these people and then was like, "Say you later." No, your precious silver. Don't know anything about it. What gold? I, I didn't. I didn't find any gold. Never I, matter. Not I. Not I. Back to William. Together, he and Eliza had six children together. Donald, Douglas, Kate, who was said favorite, Colleen, Alice, and Gladys. I love that last that last one. Gladys. Gladys. He accepted a new job in 1866 as general manager of the Bank of Otago in Dunedin, New Zealand. William and Eliza felt right at home despite being in a new country as some of their closest friends now resided in New Zealand as well. Much of the business dealings from Victoria had also been transplanted into the business world of Dunedin, so this was hardly an unfamiliar environment to William. He was made the manager of a bank that was described as small and not without lots of difficulties. In spite of this, he declared he had no doubts he would retrieve its fortunes. Within a week of their arrival in September of 1867, William acquired about 335 acres of land. Dang. That's a fucking shit ton. That's a lot. I think my grandpa once said, what is an acre like three football fields? I can't remember. I'm a bad farmer granddaughter. Uh, I don't know, but I know that we own like 20 acres up at our cabin. Holy shit. That's a lot. Yeah. No clue. I'm probably wrong. Please don't quote me on that. North Dakota. I feel like everybody understands what it means, but we don't know what it means. You know what I mean? A lot of land. (laughs) Something. It's like, oh, wow. You own like seven acres. And we're like, whoa. Especially here in the cities. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. And then you're like. But what, how much is that? I have no idea. Oh, one football field is. All right. Now that we've established, one acre is one football field. (laughs) All right. He started to build what he wanted to be a, quote, monument to my enterprise, end quote. And although he was constantly referred to this compound as the camp, it still became known as the Larnix Castle. He designated 35 acres of this for the house and grounds alone. So like garden, et cetera. He eventually even made his own cemetery. The house itself was built from 1871 to 1887, with a family of eight moving in during construction in 1874. So it took this dude 16 years to build this fucking house. They moved in on year three? Yeah. My God. Just to really paint the picture here. It consisted of 43 rooms, immaculate gardens, and even its own personal family mausoleum. The reason it took so long to build the home itself is because where William chose to build the family castle was on a rough and bumpy volcanic rock. <laughs> you love that. So step one, it needed to be leveled. Pegs and peg were put into the volcanic rock and salt water was poured into that so the rock could split and level it all out. Jesus Christ. Because this guy was like, you know what sounds like a good idea? Eight. Putting my family of eight on fucking volcanic rock. You know, what gets me is that's like, I don't know if the volcano erupts. I don't know. Maybe the lava, I don't know, flows where the rock (laughs) is from the lava, the lava rock. I don't know. Could burn up. Could live a long, flourish life. We're going to find it. We're going to risk it. I like to live on life on the edge. He likes to live life on the lava rock. (laughs) William and Eliza spared no expense for this goddamn house. They imported materials all over the world. Marble from Italy, which I feel like is always the fucking go-to. Floor tiles from England. Stained glass from Venice and France. You want it? They got it. You want it? They got it. In 1887, 
On his favorite daughter, Kate's 21st birthday, he even built her a 3,000 square foot addition in the form of an immaculate ballroom. Why this girl needed a whole fucking ballroom to herself, I have no fucking idea. So that they could court suitors. All of her suitors. They needed they needed the courting to happen in the ballroom. Three thousand square feet worth of suitors. Goddamn, yeah, they probably have balls all fuck. the time. Oh yeah, it's like true. Bridgerton shit. You know, never seen it. Okay, I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> Anastasia. Uh, kinda. They had all the fancy dances. The, all the fancy room. balls where they're just trying to like send off their daughters with their suitors that yeah suitors that like make sense. Excellent. I bet that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I had to guess. However, having beautiful things doesn't mean you'll have a beautiful life. On November 8th of what? 1880. <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> Lies. I've been lied to. <laughs> His wife, Eliza, died suddenly at the age of 38 due to an apoplectic fit. Known now as a stroke. A what like, fit? Apoplectic fit. Poplectic? Yep. I don't know fit. why they call it that. But yeah, that's what they used oh. to call a stroke. I like stroke better. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that, that makes more sense. Their youngest daughter, Gladys, was just a baby when this happened. Fear not, friends, because it turns out our dear William wasn't alone, or before, apparently, the death of his dear Eliza. Because, according to the Dictionary of New Zealand Bio I sourced earlier, he married a young lady he had known since she was eight, a young lady, this article even states, quote, she had kept company with him even before the death of Eliza, end <gasps> quote. Scandal! No. Which is Wait, just... so he groomed this little girl. Kind of. In a way, weird way. Wait for the big reveal. Oh, fuck. Which is just old school for to spend time with someone for the purpose of companionship, to associate or consort with someone for the purpose of courting, a.k.a. they were fucking. A.k.a. grooming. To... A.k.a. Oh god. And that reminds me of like House of the Dragon, which I'm sure you've never you don't watch that either. Sorry. Okay, cool. <laughs> For the listeners that do listen or watch House of Dragon, it is exactly like what happened with Alicent and the King. Yes. Ew. Okay. Oh. Any guesses who the wife number two is? Um, I bet it's our little Miss Favorite Kate's like BFF. Oh, that would be a good guess, but uh, it's actually Gladys's friend? his like yeah. Gladys, baby Gladys's friend. <laughs> Eliza's younger, although only by seven years, half sister Mary. So that's the reason oh, he knew her close. since she was eight is because he grew up with his wife and her family, but they were fucking before she had passed. He could have been grooming her though. I mean, usually that's how it happens, right? Like, Or they could have, like, had an affair while she was having kids and then... Because he got married pretty quick after Eliza died. But that's what happened back then. Like, you wasted absolutely Ew. no time. Oh! He, oh! You mean, like, getting married yeah. shortly after your spouse dies? Well, just in general. Like, I feel like people got married and, like, they, they met each other and, like, two seconds later they're like, Oh, I like you. Let's get married. Like, that was just, like, a You thing. like ham? I, I like ham. Yeah. Let's get married. Like Anna and Frozen. <laughs> sandwiches. Like, we finish each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. Jinx. Jinx again. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean you marry them, okay? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. No, we're not, right. we're, we're not kidding. Um, this is not marital advice, though. Oh, Don't God. listen to us. <laughs> I'm, I'm on my way hey. to number, number two failed Stop marriage over me. here, so what do I know? <laughs> 
They married only, well, I guess that is a little bit of a break, two years after Eliza's death. I think they wanted it to be chilled and not let people know that they were having an affair. Wanted to have a waiting period, I guess. Mm. He reserved his other 300 excessive amount of acreage that wasn't being used for his extensive yard for farming, even entering a timber and hardware venture, which William would later claim employed. However, at the turn of 1881, land prices were falling. The agriculture company he had built was failing due to the rabbit plague, apparently, <laughs> eating all the crops. And no bank would loan out to him due to his history of large borrowing, which is what he did to obtain the 335 acres that he originally got right in 1887 his second wife mary would pass away due to blood poisoning following an operation oddly also at the age of 38 <gasps> so instead of in hollywood how they cursed i know you wait so, for it girl so was it like uh they like didn't understand what bacteria was type of thing i think so because all she had done was her appendix removed which back then in the 18 late 1800s i feel like that's probably a relatively new procedure mm -hmm. yeah that's but what they, i was like, thinking probably didn't like clean you to <clears throat> Clean, like, like, knives and shit. Oh, my God. That's so nasty. They just, just, like, they just cut it out, slap it on a slab, and they're like, all right, I'm ready. Bring the next one in. Literally, like, we can't waste resources. Like, we can't clean this I'm knife. already gloved up. Let's go. I got the tools. They were the gloves. Oh, my God. Am I giving him too much, yeah. too much credit? It's, like, crazy. Like, they would just whip people open. Like... This yeah. looks like the right organ I should be removing. <laughs> Tragedy follows this guy everywhere because his beloved daughter Kate would also die at the tender age of 25. Sorry, I said also leading up like it was also going to be 38, but no. Ah, I was like, sorry. damn, if she dies at 38 too, I'm, I'm Instead scared of, the, of that number. Instead of the Hollywood Club, it being, what is it? 52. Oh, I thought it was 25. The Hollywood 25 Club were like, trying to make me go to rehab. She died at that age. Oh, I think because it's of drugs, I mean? <laughs> no, there's like a conspiracy or something that a lot of Hollywood people die at 25 or something. Oh. Something with that number. I don't know. I'll have to look it up Yeah, later. that sounds familiar. But instead of that, I think it's... this guy's got the 38. <laughs> yeah. Club 38. Club 38. His beloved daughter, Kate, would die at the tender age of 25, succumbing to typhoid, unfortunately. He did marry a third time on January 27th of 1891 to a much younger woman. And I could not find for the life of me how much younger, but her name was Constance DeBath Brandon, who was said to quickly start an affair with one of William's sons. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Either I mean, that's just karma. Like what? right there, that's just like. Yeah, that's true. That's just like, oh. You get you what you get. You fucked your wife's sister? Now your wife's fucking your son. Oh, <laughs> oh God. That's gross. But honestly, Savage is yep. all hell. Savage. Or maybe she grew up hearing the rumors and she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to marry this guy for money and then I'm going to fuck his kid. Well, she's probably closer to his kid's age than him. Yes. That, yeah. I was thinking that too. Donald or Douglas. All my sources I use pretty much use both names equally, but they are pretty close. So I... I couldn't really determine which one it was but don uglis don uglis or maybe it was both who fucking knows don uglis maybe constance just fucked them both fuck it oh my god i tried really hard to find out more on her background it's one source said her father was a professional pickpocket he he finds these ladies from really like what is this oliver like successful <laughs> professional squ uh, squatter professional pickpocket 
But all I found was she was the daughter or a cousin of a Wellington solicitor. Was okay, the most so like reliable a door to, thing. Door, door to door man. So yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, I'm picturing like a door to door broom salesman or something. Or oh, like, I was picturing a Jehovah's Witness, but yeah, same thing. Hi, ma'am. Do you have time to limit One time they came into, like, we had our garage door open and they literally came to the garage door and knocked on the door there. Yeah. Any Jehovah. I was like, you are trespassing GTFO. <laughs> They're like, what? Okay, I didn't actually say that, but I was like, you are in my garage. Get out of here. Any Jehovah's Witness story that anybody has, I can always top it. I was stopped at a light with that last pharmacy job with my windows rolled down, listening to true crime, like literally listening to my favorite murder. When a Jehovah's Witness who I'd passed like five blocks ago comes up, rolls up to my open passenger window in his tight ass fucking state farm khakis. And he leans, <laughs> he leans into my window and he's like, hi, ma'am, do you have time to learn about Jesus Christ? And I was like, prisoner, basically, stopped at a red light. And like, I was like, roll off the window. I like stared at him with my triple chins with my mouth open. And I was like, oh, and then I let my radio do the talking for me. Cause then it was like, and then the victim was stabbed 52 times. And then he looked at me like, you fucking sinner. And I was like, <laughs> shrug. His arms were cut off. His eyes were cut out. His <laughs> legs were cut off. His ears were cut off. Like, you know that audio from TikTok? Okay, you you haven't been on TikTok long enough. So basically, I'm an uncultured swine, you guys. Kind of. um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, there's a, that TikTok sound is basically like, um, I don't know what the sound is from, but people use it for like their dog <laughs> chewing on like different toys. Oh. And it's like, his ears were cut off. His arms were cut off. And Gigi did that shit all the time to her toys. Oh my she god. She would literally like rip off the bat wings. She'd rip off the feet. She'd rip off the eyes. No touchy. No touchy. She do not like you. She just wanted to lick my hand. Hey yo! <laughs> Let me lick your hand. <laughs> Holy See, fuck! See if I put my hand here, she's gonna go try and lick it. Oh. She's very kissy. Thank Rosie, you. you're the only good one. I, I like Stella. I'm just not in the the mood right now she's cute to look at she's a very pretty dog and she cuddles me she looks a lot like my dad's dog suka are you cute but anyway yeah. back to our fun story um i forget what we were talking about i was envisioning a door-to-door broom salesman oh when i said jehovah witness there we go yep. oh yeah he even put a fucking brochure in my seat after He's he like, heard the throw it in there stabbed <laughs> 52 times he was like she needs jesus you need this but because he was talking to me and then when the light turned red because i have to wait there to turn into the parking ramp that was at the pharmacy because it's close to downtown minneapolis i had to wait there so the light's green i'm fucking victim because this guy's got his arms in my passenger window i'm like i ain't got time to learn about jesus christ right now my man like i gotta go give five focus on the road old dudes to get their viagra at 9 a.m in the morning okay i gotta get to that that seems important did you know that viagra was actually a blood pressure uh, med yeah you did know that i was like i work in pharmacy i did know that yeah (laughs) and then they're like well i guess this works too (laughs) they were like market it or somebody in marketing was like we're gonna use that (laughs) blower's blood pressure no makes the pee pee hard Yes. Yeah. There's actually a spinoff, a generic. They probably of... made more money on it being that than the low blood pressure. Oh, 100%. Medicine. There's, when I was learning all the generics for Viagra, there's 
like sildenafil and tadalafil and whatever when I couldn't remember what those two were for because patients don't know what their meds are for. One of my pharmacy managers, when I first, first started like five years in pharmacy, he was like, just remember Sophie, Tadatafil, ta-da! And he pointed oh at his crotch. No. And I've never forgotten what You're Tadatafil like, yep. was for. <laughs> yes, we love an audit- auditory uh, reminder. Ta-da! Oh no, that's hilarious. So as William's finances were failing, he started to close himself off and started to drink heavily. As they always do. What a normal trauma response. I know. So generic. Yeah, I used to drink to deal with my mother. William. 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 He did have a small little win in 1894 when he became a member of the New Zealand Parliament by election. By then, his financial strains were very well known. And he had tried several times at this point begging the New Zealand government for assistance for his agriculture company. That's literally what it was called. He named it agriculture company, not anything about Larnick or himself. He just named it agriculture company. I mean, that's like safe. Yeah. It's not attached to you. Sure. I feel like everybody always wants to name shit after themselves. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Says the girl who (laughs) co-hosts a podcast called Sophie's just want to name things after them yeah (laughs) things really took a downward nosedive when the colonial bank of new zealand floundered in 1895 this was devastating to william who had misplaced trust in the bank and by this point in time had acquired 1800 shares in the bank it said that the business choices made him unpopular as far as his political career was concerned on october 12th 1898 william james moody larnick his two last names here He walked into the parliament building where he had once been a respectable member. He locked himself in one of the committee rooms, pulled out his revolver, and shot himself in the head. His estate was valued at only about $5,000 back then, which in today's money is only around $161,308. What? (laughs) I know. (laughs) So he has like this big bougie like... How is it only that much? Because he was bankrupt as fuck girl oh with the importing and the fucking rabbit plague i guess <laughs> ate all this shit oh yeah because rabbits weren't like a natural like yeah so when they like let rabbits like loose they just like fucking fucked shit up, up. <laughs> and they reproduced. and they fucked and yeah. they fucked shit up yeah oh my god i just learned about a there's no natural predators there like it's not like in new zealand probably not Oh, it's like, like Australia. A en- shit like ton. A, not yeah. enough to like keep it under control. Yeah. Damn. Sorry, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Just overrun by bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Many <laughs> speculated that the affair between his third wife and son, or I guess sons, since no one knows which one. We will never know. We'll never know. Is what actually led him to commit suicide. This idea was even further romanticized in a book by Owen Marshall published The Larnix which he focuses less on the patriarch of the family and like the deaths, but rather from the, the perspective of the last wife and her stepson, Dougie, as she affectionately <gasps> called him. Yeah. I'm just like, gross. Oh, she for sure was fucking that one. That one. <laughs> I was just like, gross. It's told from the perspective painted as this beautiful, beautiful forbidden love, but it's really hard for me to see soft incest as beautiful. 
This just feels I mean, icky. At least they're not related. Yeah, that's why I said soft incest. <laughs> it's just step related incest. Well, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> there was a lot of legal battle between the will of will. <laughs> <laughs> it changed hands many times before Barry and Margaret Barker finally bought it and kept it up in 1967. The Barker family has worked really hard to actually restore the castle to its former glory, despite some claiming it is only a mock castle. But if you look at it, you guys, it's a goddamn fucking castle. We'll put some on the ground. How much is it for sale now? 161000 I might as well just move there. I could afford that. Can I live in your basement? Because this sure. home is huge. Fucking uh, gorgeous. Yeah. You can have, like, you can the, have the, forty, the 42 <laughs> rooms and I'll just have one. Yeah. <laughs> this thing is huge and gorgeous. Before it leveled out and was taken care of by the Barker family, it was an insane asylum, a soldier hospital, and even a nun's retreat. No wonder this place is fucking haunted. It's like New Zealanders wanted it to be haunted. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. One thing I thought was truly is the Barker family hunting down the original pieces of furniture that the Larnicks had in the home of each room. Do you know how hard that would fucking be? How do you keep track of that? But probably literally pictures. L yeah, I was like, literally, the only thing I could think of was literally yeah. looking at pictures and being like, but, that chair kind of looks like it. But like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you have like receipts somehow from like what where you bought it or challenge. somebody like made it. A lot of the stuff was probably custom too. Like yeah. it wasn't just like from a catalog. like From Wayfair. Know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this, these chairs are great. Zach and I watched a Wayfair ad today on TV and he was like, do you think that Wayfair is any good? And I was like, our podcasting coffee spill resistant chairs are from Wayfair. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's like a love Wayfair now. So I thought that was crazy. That, that I, I thought it just showed their dedication, I guess. Yeah. In addition to fixing all the decay, replacing entire floors and fixing the leaking roof, the castle is haunted by several spirits, it's said, and the current owners are said to be aware of this as well. Even though the spirits aren't violent, they don't seem to be exactly thrilled that so many people are in their space. Hey, that's like what our listener said on the Mini Monday. Yeah. When he stays in their shit to invade their space and that's when they appear. That's smart. Yeah. People reportedly get pushed out of Constance's room where her wedding dress is on display as well. That's the last wife, remember? As well as her vintage toiletries. She's really protective over her old-fashioned Dio. Like, I have to wipe my ass. This is my perfume. <laughs> her room is also... I, when you said toiletries, I immediately went to toilet paper. <laughs> so we're just this coming out of COVID. This is my toilet paper. This is my poop wiper. Yeah, literally. Toilet paper is a hot commodity. We're just getting out of that era. It's understandable that you, that's where your brine would go to. I mean, that's what I work on. That too. So. That too. Her room is also said to be colder than the rest of the rooms in the building. Something gets the young Constance irritated by people being near her precious things. But my favorite is that other people think it's actually Eliza's spirit. The first wife, probably pissed that another woman took her place and... Then another one too? Uh, the first wife. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying... Like that. She got replaced yeah, once another, and then again. Another, another one. Another one. Maybe her in her mind she couldn't, she couldn't be mad at her sister because they're blood or whatever. Blah. But like Constance's wedding dress is on display. Constance's fucking shitty toilet paper is on display. You know? Yeah. Like why is it all of her stuff? If I were Eliza I'd be like, bitch I was here first. <laughs> and I gave him all the fucking kids. Okay? Yeah. Literally. And if you thought I'd be done talking about William you'd be wrong. In 1972, police knocked on the door of a 19-year-old British uni student. According to his obituary, which I pulled this off of, 
Peter Endweisel was a noticeable figure on campus and would later go on to become a historian. But at this point in time, he was just in college. When police knocked on the door, they inquired about a human skull. Peter then produced a polished skull and explained it had been previously given to him by a friend at a party. <laughs> weird flex, but okay. I would say that Isn't too. that fucking weird? I'd be like, but I'd be like, seriously though. Do you want to see this cool thing I have? Yeah, sure. It's a skull. Is it real? No. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's real? He told me it was fake. They told me it was a prop. I thought this was from Shakespeare. He was charged in the magistrate's court with improper interference of remains of William James Moody Larnick, whose tomb had been disturbed earlier that evening. Little House of Horrors reported that, quote, the student showed the skull complete with hole in the head from the gunshot. No way. Yes. To his friends on many occasions, even though the skull was taken back to the crypt, it did upset Larnick's spirit, end quote. I couldn't find any other news articles to corroborate this, the showing of the skull stuff as far as it's concerned, as like the Little House of Horrors is not a news outlet. We can probably chalk that up to hearsay. But I do think that William Larnick probably does haunt what he believed was going to be his dream home for his family. Especially after your head has literally been taken out of your tomb. <laughs> They're said to be... <laughs> Sorry. I'm imagining this. Your like, head missing, somebody a taking it. body out of, like, in, a, in a tomb. Like the Haunted Mansion, Eddie Murphy kind of yeah. shit? Yeah. Just like walking around, no head. I'm just picturing Ghost Gabby like sleeping there soundly in her crypt. And then somebody is like digging in her grave. And she's like, wait, what? What's happening? What are you doing? No, that's my head. <laughs> I you need that. <laughs> you suck as shit. <laughs> There's said to be a lot of energy at the castle. Lots of doors opening and guests say they feel eyes and feel unwelcome. The current owners actually host Halloween parties, which I'm just like, you and me, we got to go. <laughs> but you guys know my favorite holiday is Halloween. Yeah. I'm scared. Like a ball. They do like a ball thing. I know, but that's that so cool. It's scary that like, those <laughs> that it's actually... ghosts would be like, uh-huh, this is perfect. Or they'd be sitting by the bar like, look at these fucking yuppies. <laughs> That'd be you and me if we were ghosts. They also host Victorian ghost story events. They let people book their fucking weddings there, which if I believed in love wasn't just movie shit, I totally married there a third time. <laughs> they have a ballroom cafe that is open 365 days of the year. Wow. And that is my haunting story all the way from New Zealand of the Larnix Castle filled with drama and soft incest and tragedy and theft. What more could you want? Wow. What a story. What'd you think? I think that people are fucking greedy. And oh my god, it's so ballsy to steal a dude's head. <laughs> Damn it. No, not that part. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that too. Like, who do you think you are stealing someone's head? But like, I just mean like, oh, I need to build this giant ass house compound basically on this lava rock and spend all of my money because it's so breathtaking. Who are you trying to Oh, wow. That is really nice. Isn't it gorgeous? I love all the windows. These are all windows, dude. Wrapping around. Wow. So beautiful. I'm going to look it up. Your phone (laughs) makes me dizzy. With the line? With your little purple line through the screen. Look at how beautiful. And the castle family with 4.5 out of 5 stars on Google. For their... For the castle. (laughs) 3.5K... Oh, reviews that's interesting i wonder if that's the cafe is it for the wedding venue is it all of the above? i think it's just the place in general the tours i mean yeah some people like to shit on it and say it's not a castle 
Look at it. Gabby's looking at the pictures right now. That's a fucking castle. Look how massive it is. It's, yeah, it's. you guys should look it up. It's a fucking uh, castle. We'll post them on the gram, but it is a fucking castle. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it does look like it's. It looks like a house, but like a castle. You know. Look at it. Yes, yes, like a modernish castle. Yeah, it's not really like a castle that you think of. Like, look at it. Like the Disney, like Cinderella castle, but like it has the drive around thingy. It overlooks the water. This is huge. Giving me Bridgerton vibes though too. You really need to watch. I need. Would I like it? Yeah, I've heard it's like an old timey version of Gossip Girl. Is this true? Yeah, there's a lot of like sex. sex. <laughs> it's like a soft porno. <laughs> Excellent. Oh my god. Okay. And that is my mystery this week. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, I think it's for sure haunted. There's too much tragedy that follows this fucking guy for there to not be. And my also thought, my also thought, Jesus, my also thought. <laughs> my also thought <laughs> is I'm wondering like, okay, this is the late 1800s. Are the you know, 500 plus workers, were they slaves or were they legit like workers? So do the, if they were slaves, I'd fucking haunt that shit. If I were a slave and worked on this supposedly look seemingly rich white dudes, expansive property. Yeah. So I wonder if that like contributes really quick contributes to the Um, hauntings maybe, but for sure the wives. Oh yeah. Cause I, I wouldn't you, I would. Do you think Kate? Oh, uh, yeah. Because I feel like, okay, I feel like young people, spited people, murdered people. I feel like those are perfect grounds to create a haunting or a ghost that haunts or a spirit that's unrested. Yeah. However you would like to say. But she was only 25 when she passed away. So I really feel like she probably haunts it too. She'd be one of the ghosts that are clinking her clinky clink at the balls and stuff. Clink. <laughs> Literally. Drinking or drank. I should have looked into that. Sorry. It's all right. It doesn't really say. I feel like it'd be hard to say because I don't know if they um if they did slavery there. Oh yeah. You know? Uh oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, We're so in the eight- because we both found it at the same time. In the eighteen seventies, Pacific Island slaves. So the indigenous yeah maui people Ma- of I new think, zealand well, i forget how you pronounce them it's like Ma- maori Ma- maori i think it's like Ma- maori yeah. maori maori people indigenous maori people worked in new zealand flax mills and on the estates of some of the wealthiest people on the island yeah that's shitty because if he went to like the parliament or whatever like, yeah Jesus and then he, that's where he shot himself mm-hmm wouldn't he haunt there or can his spirit like travel to other places? You know what I mean? Or what if, because they never had sense of a male figure in the building until his bones were disturbed. What if he did haunt the parliament building until somebody fucked with his head and then he's like, my bones are being disturbed. And then it like honed in on the home. Oh, he like followed his bones. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I'll let you know from the other side when I kick it. Okay. Okay, cool. (laughs) Be like, Sophie, show me. Like, I'll give you, like, something like, I need to see this. You'll be alone, and then you'll hear a... Then you'll be like, yep, that's Sophie. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I could see at least, like, the people that lived and died there. Do you think all three of the wives? Even though Um, only the two are listed as active? Do you think the sister wanders around maybe maybe she haunts the doctor 
Maybe she does. I would I would fucking haunt the doctor. I'm like, you fucked up an appendectomy. <laughs> this is like a this is like a first year residency surgery. Like, come on. Grey's Anatomy showed me yeah, that. I could do an appendectomy, okay? <laughs> She's like, God damn it. Yeah, I don't know. That was really interesting though. I didn't realize that like I don't know. I guess I just never pictured New Zealand having like castles. Spooky shit. Yeah, me either. Like what? <laughs> it is very beautiful though. So, all right. We're about to go there. Let's do it. Wait, if we went, can we visit the castle? Yeah, we could do a daytime tour. I just need to be like, I need someone to hold my hand. I'll hold your hand. Okay, cool. I have bad circulation, so my hands will be really cold. But okay. Add it to the list. I'll be there to protect you. All right. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys, on our spooky mystery. Yep. Me and Stella and Sophie. And Rosie. And Rosie chilling. Chilling. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Fishing. Sing. Do it. Rosie, say it. Say it. Oh. Oh, cute. Um, so that was Rosie. She says hello and goodbye. And um, goodbye. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, tune in on Monday for our next episode of Mini Monday. Mini Mondays but, are getting a lot of fucking feedback. Yeah, we love Mini Mondays. They're I fun. do. They're, um, they are I fun. also love hearing all these stories today. I always learned so much. So, thanks, Sophie. Thanks, And, Gab. yeah. Stay spooky, guys. And don't be shitty. Bye. Bye. Gabby, where can they find our podcast? You can find Sophie's Choice Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you like to listen. Make sure to follow and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. Email your spooky stories to Sophie's Choice Murderies at gmail.com and make sure to like and follow at Sophie's Choice Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. All our links are in the show notes. We'll chat with you, Murderies, next week. Stay spooky. Mm-hmm.